Hello, and welcome to the Without Exception podcast. My name is Josiah Ott, and on this podcast, I seek to share practical content for everyday Christians. My hope is that I can help you live out your faith each day without exception. Welcome to episode 30 of Without Exception. Thank you for listening. Today, I want to challenge you in your stewardship of time. So last week, I began this idea by overviewing the parable of the talents and how God has entrusted to believers, all believers, many things. And we want to be good stewards or good managers of the things that God has given to us. And so that's the idea of stewardship. And I think it's important to acknowledge that good stewardship is really the response of all the good things that God has done for us. I think so many times it can be easy to fall into a rut with Christianity where there's you know all these things you should do and, and you want to do them, but you, you kind of get into this funk where it's like, oh, it seems like a lot of work. And maybe, maybe my devotional routine, it seems like a chore. Maybe all these things that I have going on in life, or I'm trying to go to church and it seems like, it, you know, it's a chore. And I think it's important to remember how much God has done for all of us, right? If, if you're a Christian and you believe as I do, uh, God sent his one and only son to the cross to pay the price for our sins so that we could be eternally saved from our sin, from death, from hell, experience eternal life, in heaven, you know, with, with f- eternal fellowship with God. And it was a free gift. Like it's, it's such an amazing thing to consider that we didn't have to do anything to, to earn it. Right. And, and it's, it's a free gift by faith and that he paid the price for us. And so in light of what he's done for us, uh, we want to be good managers of the things that he's given to us. I, I just shared recently with our youth group in my last message up from Romans chapter 12, where Paul says, you know, in light of of the mercy of God and all these things that he's done for us, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, present yourselves, your lives, all of who you are to God in response to what he's done. And I think that is really the heart of stewardship as well. And so today's topic for stewardship is time, being good stewards of our time. Typically, a lot of times people hear the word stewardship and they immediately think money, like, oh man, this this guy's going to talk about money. You go to to church and the preacher says stewardship and oh man, they want my money or something. I think a lot of times that's the, typically the first, um, first thing that people think of, but there's so much more that, that God has given to us and entrusted to our care than just our money. And surely I'll, I'll have an episode on money. Uh, being a good steward of finances is something I'm, I'm passionate about and I'm not perfect, I'm not perfect at anything really, but it is something that I really do have a passion for, but that is not the only thing that stewardship contains. So today the topic is time. This is something again, that is very, very important to me, something I'm learning to walk out myself. And so I wanted to challenge all of you who listen with this. So in Ephesians chapter five, the apostle Paul admonishes the Ephesians to walk in love. He kind of goes through some, some different things, different ways to live, different things that they should be doing as Christians. And then he puts forth uh, this command. He says in verse 15, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. And then verse 16, he says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. So he transitions from walking in love and different aspects of being a Christian to walking in wisdom. In the first part of walking in wisdom is being a good steward of the time that God's entrusted to us. The days are evil. The world is wicked. Uh, This present age doesn't honor God. There's lots of temptations out there that want to pull us away from God. And there's many different things that we can devote our lives to doing. So are we going to use our time to honor God or not? Are we going to use our time responsibly or not? 
And I don't know if you've ever thought this, I'm sure you probably have, but that there's not enough time in a day. I know that the temptation comes all the time where it's like, oh, there's just not enough time in a day to do everything I want to do. And for the most part, that can definitely be true. Uh, And that's probably more our problem than God's. Because personally, I come from the perspective that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? I think most people that are Christians, I hope can agree on that. Genesis 1.1, it's the foundation is that God is the creator. He's made all things. And so I go and consider that. I'm like, if he made the heavens and the earth, he made everything that exists, then he knows how big the earth is. I don't know. You know, he knows how big the sun is. I don't know. He knows the distance between the two. He knows how fast stuff's going to spin and all these things. And so how long one year is, was planned by God. And then even more, how long one day is, is planned by God. It was his idea. It was his design, right? He came up and said, this is one day. And guess what? God said 24 hours is enough. And sometimes that's hard to accept. Like really God, 24 hours is enough. It never feels like enough, but he's the creator and I'm just some guy, right? You know, he's, he is so much greater than I am. And if he thinks 24 hours is enough, then, then he's right. And I'm wrong. And I think a lot of times, one of the dilemmas we face here is that maybe we overcram our schedules way too much. We just have so much we have to do. And this is a problem I have all the time. I'm just like, all right, I got all these things to do. It's funny because even tonight, right, I'm recording this podcast. I'm being a good steward of time. And I've started trying to plan out my nights because I'm in the seminary program. I'm doubled up on classes right now. And I'm trying to juggle all these responsibilities. And so I always go and I try to plot out my week or like, all right, I got these 10 assignments or 15, whatever it is, assignments and you know, the reading I have to do. I should do this one this night and I should be this far on this night. And for me, I always overcram my schedule and I never get there. Even tonight, I was like, I got to record my podcast. And then afterwards, I got to get this post up. And then I want to knock out this reading. And then I want to get this other post up and everything else. And then I want to quit early. And then I'm like looking at this, even right now, as I'm recording this, I'm like, uh, maybe one and a half of those things is going to happen. Maybe two, if I'm lucky. I know that a couple Saturdays ago, I had this plan where I was going to do so much. It was going to be the most productive Saturday ever. I had this huge list. It was great. It was a Saturday at home uh, because we traveled so much this summer. A Saturday at home for me was like a really big deal. I was excited. I'm like, yeah, it's a Saturday at home. I can do stuff and it's great because I'm not traveling and I can take care of business. And so I was going to mow the grass in my house. We uh, have a fairly decent sized yard, but it's all, all like little hills. It's like a terrace if you've never seen it. And so you have to push mow everything. And so it's not a huge yard, but for push mowing, it's a pretty big yard. So like all summer long, our grass was different, different lengths the whole time. I did not have all the grass mowed at one time on one day. I'd like mow the front yard one day, like three days later, mow the backyard and like four days later, mow the hill or something, or maybe just skip the hill for like two weeks. I did that a couple of times. And so it was a Saturday. I was going to mow the grass. It's going to change oil in our car, had something on our car that I needed fixed. I was going to do that. And I was going to get a bunch of my schoolwork done. And then we had a, a special church service that night. It was a Saturday and I was going to get all this stuff done. And then we were going to be early and on time to church and it was going to be great. And my wife is amazing. And she encourages me sometimes. And we were talking and she's like, no, like this is too much stuff. Like you overbook yourself and then you don't get it all done. And then you're frustrated. And she's like, look, you can only do so much in a certain amount of time. And I'm like, well, that's true. And so I'm trying to work on like 
lowering my expectations for how much I can get done and just actually being realistic. And so that's part of being a good steward is understanding what you can realistically do. Um, it's something that I struggle with the most. Again, I'm recording a podcast to encourage you all to be good stewards of your time. And I got this plan for tonight that is probably unrealistic. Again, I might dial it in eventually, but that's my hope. But moving to this, this concept, I want to read a couple quotes um, from J. Oswald Sanders. He has a classic book on leadership called Spiritual Leadership. And I know this isn't a leadership podcast, but this works for everybody. If you're a living, breathing human, it works for you just as much as it does somebody in any form of leadership. And it's a phenomenal book. If you are in a position of leadership and have never read it, highly recommend it. It's a classic, uh, but he shares uh, a couple different quotes and I want to read these to you. First one is this on page 94. He says, each of us has the time to do the whole will of God for our lives. And it's like, that's quite the the bomb to drop. Like, yeah, it's, it's true, you know, but then we are like, well, there's not enough time and, and maybe it causes us to reassess. Well, how many, things in our schedule are actually part of God's will for our lives, right? Like we might over cram our schedules with stuff that doesn't matter. And then we might run out of the time that we need to do what God wants us to do. And that, again, that's not God's fault. It's us maybe having our priorities um, misaligned or maybe just not being a good manager of our, of our time. Then he goes on to say, in, in practical terms, he said, if you spend eight hours a day sleeping and three hours with meals and conversation a day, And then 10 hours for working and travel for your commute and everything. He said, there's still 35 hours in a week. And what are you going to do? And then he says, in response to that on page 95, he says, quote, a person's entire contribution to the kingdom of God may turn on how these hours are used. I'm like, that's so challenging. Now, I'm not very good at math. I don't know. Maybe he's not very good at math. I kept on getting 41. So if you're amazing at math, I'd love to see whose side you take on this one. Cause I was like, I'm going to try to fact, I'm not a fact checking kind of person, but I was like, I'm a fact check this one. Cause I want to make sure. Cause it's a number. I kept on getting 41 hours left. And if you work six days a week, then it would be 31 hours. Either way, that's a lot of hours that a lot of us probably don't even realize we have, right? It's not even there. And then the best quote uh, from him, not to make it all about him, but this is a really good, he has a whole chapter devoted to time. It's really good. But he said this on page 95, and this is the one that hits me the hardest. He said that time lost can never be retrieved. Time cannot be hoarded, only well spent. Again, that was a quote. I didn't give you the quote intro. Sometimes I miss that. But at the end there, he said that time cannot be hoarded, only well spent. And that hit me like a train the first time I read it. Because, you know, again, with the financial stewardship, my wife and I, uh, about a year ago, maybe two years ago now, I lose track, actually got on a budget and we started managing our, our money. And everybody knows that it's important to set aside some money for savings, right? Like I think everybody would agree, no matter whether people believe in investing or, you know, putting money in really safe, you know, no interest, but no risk, you know, inve- or savings or whatever. I think everybody agrees it's important to save. But with money, you have that option. With time, we don't have that option. You know, it would be like if you had to spend all your money and you could never save a penny of your money ever. You had to spend every penny of it the day you got it. You would probably spend a lot of time saying, well, if I can't hold any over as leftovers for what might happen or emergencies or for my future or for a big purchase I want to make, you'd say, well, if I have to spend every penny, like I need to make sure I'm spending this well. And that's how it is with our time because you can't go and and, and, and just like, I'm going to save this five minutes for later. Like, no, it's, it's slipping through our fingers and it, we're either spending it well or we're not. 
And it's like that, that just challenges me so much. And so I want to just challenge you with that to keep track of your time. Look at how much you're using, uh, using different things in life, how much, how much time you spend on, on your phone, especially so many different things. And to actually keep track of the time you, you spend on things. One of the things that challenged me so much on this topic is I had always heard you should spend roughly 20 hours a week on your schoolwork with the program that I'm in. So that's their guess. And people would say, well, how long do you spend on schoolwork every week? And I said, well, I don't know. They say probably around 20 hours. So I figured it was probably close to that. And I've had a handful of, of, of weeks that have been like 15 hours, some that have been close to 20, but I don't think I've ever had an actual 20 hour week. I guess I get my work done a little quicker than the estimated time. And I realized like, wow, I had always assumed I spent this much time. And then I had like one class was a cakewalk and I spent like nine hours on this class. Normally that wasn't the case. That's the only class that's been that easy. But I was like, where's all this time going? And I was like, oh, I spent all night doing schoolwork. And then I started actually using a stopwatch app. Like, you know, no joke. Like I'm going to use a stopwatch. How much time did I actually spend? Oh, I thought I spent all night doing this. I spent two hours. Like I get off work at four o'clock. I went to bed at 11 that's seven hours. And I spent two hours doing schoolwork. I thought I did it all night. You know, it feels like it. And so I was like, man, I need to do a better job with this. And so you realize that time can just slip through our fingers, slip through the cracks. And it's like, where did it go? And so I, I want to challenge you with that. You use a stopwatch if you have to. A, a digital well-being app on your phone is super practical. I, I have one built right into my phone. I have a Google Pixel and it's amazing. Well, it's it kind of sucks at times. It's actually really convicting because it, it'll tell you how much time you're spending on stuff. And it's like, oh my word. And you can actually set um, a, a setting on there. will actually mute the app and you cannot use it until, until you either decide you want more time on it or the next day. And so I try to really limit my social media because one thing I've found is that Facebook is the biggest time sucker for me. And I don't even love Facebook. Like for me, Instagram is where it's at. Instagram is by far my favorite social media platform, but I never spend as much Insta uh, time on Instagram as I do on Facebook because Facebook's just a time sucker and I don't even like it. Like I get off and I'm like, ah, like I'm mad that I just spent all that time on here. I'm, I wasted the time and then I feel worse after doing it. And I just, I, you don't know, like if you're not keeping track, you don't know. And it's like, even you hop on for five minutes at a time. And the next thing you know, like I was on for an hour today or whatever. I, I, I found it interesting that in my, uh, in my Greek class right now, they're challenging everybody like, Hey, when you're done with Greek, don't, don't hang it up. You know, don't just lose your Greek and, and give it away. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's probably smart. And they say most people, if they spend five to 10 minutes a day reading in the Greek new Testament, they'll never lose their ability to know the Greek language. But if you don't spend any time, then you lose it. And so people will go through seminary, learn, learn the Greek language so they can interpret God's word better. And then because they can't afford to give even five or 10 minutes a day, like that's not that much. They end up completely losing it. And I was like, if you can retain Greek in five or 10 minutes, like, geez, you know, what, what else can we do in five or 10 minutes that we use wisely? So I'm not going to go and tell you what is a good or bad use of your time. That's between you and the Lord and your family, you know, but I want you to maybe plot out in your life. What's a good use of my time. What's a bad use of my time. And then try to keep track of how much time you spend on those various things. And you might realize and be shocked at how much time you actually spend on things you don't honestly want to be doing. I found in my life, I have to make schoolwork a priority or I don't get it done. I have to make family time a priority or it doesn't happen. And so I try when I come home every night to spend a little bit of time with my family. I spend 
you know, we eat meals together almost every single night. I mean, there's been like maybe twice where we haven't, you know, we eat, eat meals together because it's time together. And me spending time with my, my daughter, Sayla is very important. She'll come and want me to, to sit in her little chair because she's got a little plate kitchen set and sit in a little chair and she'll come and, and feed me plastic like Fisher Price or whatever brand it is, you know, food. And it's important to her. And I realized like, I'm not going to get this time back with her. Like I can't spend eight hours a day sitting here eating her food. She probably would love it. But like, I need to make sure that that's included in my schedule. I need to make sure that I have time to take care of, of all the things that I have to take care of. But those things are important too. And so sometimes like tonight, my plan is to shut everything down early and not, not going to work super, super late on all, all my responsibilities tonight. I'm going to give it up a little bit early and spend some time with my family. We're going to watch something on TV and eat ice cream. It's going to be great. And we don't do that every night. Like I'm not, we're not the kind of family to just sit on the couch for hours because I don't have time to sit on the couch for hours. Not if you sit on the couch for hours, I'm not condemning you. I mean, whatever that's between you and the Lord. Again, it's not always a bad use of your time. There's a lot of, a lot of people don't rest, right? Rest is a good use of your time, but it should all be balanced. And so for us, that's something tonight we're going to do. And it's part of me being a, a good steward to make sure I include my family in everything else. So it's, it's a balance. You got to find it. And you got to recognize the season you're in, you know, there's different seasons in life right now. We're in a busy season because I'm going through school next year. It'll probably be a lot easier, at least in theory, right? I'm going to have more time to spend with my family and I'll probably do more stuff. You know, I'll probably go fishing with my daughter more. I didn't do that a whole lot this year, but it's like, it's part of the sacrifice, but I do try to find a good balance. So I hope you hear my heart in all of this. Um, I know that God desires for all of us to use our time well on this earth. And we only have one life, right? To give in service to him. And so I want to use it for him. A lot of people use the YOLO mindset to be reckless, but it, it's really a true principle. We do only live once. And so instead of using that mindset to be reckless, it really should be a good reason to be a good steward of our time. And so I know this podcast episode went a little long. I guess I'm just passionate about this subject. So I've been trying to cut it down to 10 minutes, but this one's a, a little bit longer. But I hope it was a blessing to you. And I hope it was something that you can put into practice in your own life. And so with that, I thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Without Exception podcast. I pray that this episode has been edifying to you and that it is something you can put into practice in your own life. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and share it with others. If you were listening on Apple, I would love it if you would leave a review. It helps with the exposure of the show. That said, I pray you have an awesome week. And until I see you next time, Let's live out our faith each day without exception.